Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. And welcome to a new episode of the Creative Brew, giving you insights on your creative journey. Uh, this episode, special episode, is brought to you by a few great sponsors of mine. First of all, Panels Comics and Coffee Bar here in beautiful Oceanside, California, right off Mission Avenue. Uh, they've been a great partner of mine for years. And like I said, I'm, I've always been a big advocate for uh, the comic book community in general. And when you get a shop that does coffee and comics, then um, that's pretty much my home away from home. Um, they have some of the hottest graphic novels and comics out right now, uh, which we'll talk about later on in this show. And they have an assortment of uh, merchandise, toys, and back issue uh, vintage comics that uh, you know I've been looking in. And I know they got a few hidden gems in there in those boxes. So uh, if you mention the Cradle Brew, you'll get 10% off of your uh, next purchase. And also you can follow them on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Panels Coffee, or you can go to their website at panelscoffee.com. Another uh, sponsor of mine is Elevate Coffee Trading, uh, which is based out of the Dallas, Texas area. So, uh, you know, definitely give my prayers to everyone in Texas right now. But um, if you enjoy specialty coffee, enjoy outdoor adventures, and you love elevating the lives of children around the world, then you're going to love Elevate Coffee Trading. Their mission is to extract hope through love, coffee, and adventures. Uh, there's free shipping in the U.S., and every bag of coffee helps sponsor health and education for children in coffee-producing countries um, such as Guatemala and in areas of need in, uh, in the U.S. So you can follow their journey, follow their, their mission, their story on social media at Elevate Coffee Trading, uh, or you can visit online on, uh, at elevatecoffeetrading.com and start extracting hope together. And another uh, sponsor of mine is Astropad. And if you're a digital creator like me, uh, Astropad actually turns your iPad Pro into a professional graphics tablet. So uh, I'm able to uh, use all my favorite programs like uh, Photoshop, InDesign, Illustrator, even a lot of my illustration work uh, using, uh, you know, even Clips, uh, Clip Studio. And I can use it right on my iPad Pro and I can literally work anywhere. Um, it links up seamlessly through um, either by USB or through Wi-Fi. So I could be working pretty much on the living, uh, in my living room, uh, working on design projects or illustration projects. Uh, it's been a great tool. I highly suggest anyone try it out. Um, and, and it's built for a, not only iPad, it's also now they're building it for uh, Windows too. So if you've got uh, Surface graphic tablets now, uh, AstroPad, uh, you can download the AstroPad out and it connects to that too as well. So it's a great digital asset. I suggest any creator uh, check it out, use it, um, and I, I think you'll be amazed by it. So you can check them out at astropadapp.com uh, or on social media at astropadapp, uh, so on Instagram and Facebook. And then my last sponsor, and I usually, I generally do a lot of my episodes at this place, but it's the Cobopod uh, that's here in uh, Oceanside, California, and it's a boutique audio and video production studio. Um, so if you're a podcaster, blogger, if you're looking to do your own, create your own content, workshops, anything that you can think of, um, Cobopod is a great setup. Uh, got everything all inclusive. You've got a sound coach as well as a photographer. So if you're wanting to get uh, photos uh, to use for your uh, social media, I should have turned my mail off. Okay. Um, <laughs> if, um, 
yeah, it's one of those little happy accidents there. But uh, if you uh, if you want to use, um, no, you got a sound coach and a photographer. So if um, you can use your photos for social media, um, they got a, a sound coach that helps set up audio. So it's just one of those where they've been a great partner of mine. Uh, I'm an ambassador for them, and and uh, they definitely helped me out and uh, and really improving the the quality of my um, video and um, audio uh, podcast. So um, yeah, if you get a chance, check out the venue, see what you think. Uh, you can go to, if you want to book your session, you can go to cobopod.org. So definitely want to give a shout out to them. They've been a great sponsor of mine. So um, today we have a sort of a comic book mashup, super super mashup. I'm still trying to figure out what the name <laughs> of, the, of the series is going to be. It's in beta. So um, Creative Brew, super mashup series and what i'm going to do is i'm going to let everybody sort of introduce themselves and like i said this is the, um, my first little round table and i plan on doing more of these in the future uh, i already have people asking me about <laughs> jumping on the next one so um this is my almost like my my first set of avengers i guess i don't know um so uh i'll let everybody <laughs> sort of introduce themselves and uh we'll, we'll take it away so whoever wants to start first you can raise your hand up and you know go ahead and go uh, Lee Polk uh, from uh, Cleveland, Tennessee, by way of Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, age 41. My interests include uh, comic books, uh, Marvel, DC, MMA, and I'm obsessed with anything Warhammer. Hey. <laughs> you just had to put Warhammer in there, didn't you? Oh, God, I love Warhammer. <laughs> uh, yeah. The paint is too expensive, though, I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> Uh, uh, my name is JD Banks. I'm the creator and organizer for the Black Nerds Expo. I am here in San Diego with Quantal. Quantal, you're San Diego, right? You say West Coast, but San Diego, right? Yep. One sale. yep. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I'm a Black nerd and artist. I do a lot of different things. So it's nice to meet everybody. What's up, fam? I'm Lauren Wolf. I'm the founder and creative director at Nerd Life. Uh, where your difference is dope and we make dope shit for nerds. So, well, thanks for having me. Awesome. What's up, everyone? Uh, Alonzo Nunez here from Little Fish Comic Book Studio. Uh, we are a San Diego based nonprofit comic art studio and advocacy group. Uh, that second half means I get to uh, run around um, San Diego City and County, uh, clapping my hands together and yelling that comics are uh, not just fun, but they're also uh, valuable art uh, and educational tool and should be appreciated by everyone. Uh, I don't know if it's working, uh, but I haven't been run out of town yet, so. <laughs> All right, great. Hey, uh, well, like I said, I definitely plan on um, going back down to, to, to Little Fish uh, one day, uh, if, time, if time permits. Um, I might have to do the virtual classes. I, that, that San Diego traffic can be it could be brutal. <laughs> That's a nightmare. <laughs> COVID, it's a lot better. So yeah, I'm trying to take advantage. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I guess we'll what we'll do is we'll we'll go into the first little uh, segment here, and um, we'll we'll talk about some some maybe some movies, some upcoming movies or or TV shows. Uh, what's what's everybody watching right now? Uh, or maybe there's a uh, movie that you're that you're waiting on to uh, sort of release in theaters or, or on, you know, on the streaming services. Uh, is there anything, um, you can take it away, whoever wants to go, is there like an upcoming movie or a show that you're 
really um, wanting to see or maybe a show you're watching now? Well, Quantois, uh, I think the question might be, what's everyone uh, watching or excited for besides WandaVision, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm currently watching that. Right. Oh, uh, you know, uh, we'll, you know what, we'll talk about. We'll talk, <laughs> yeah, we'll it does. We'll go into one. <laughs> you know what? Because I, okay. First of all, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Um, if I'm sure everybody's getting close to the end of the season or whatever, I'm I'm actually on episode six right now. Um, so I don't care if you throw out spoilers; it's not gonna hurt me. Um, don't throw out spoilers. I haven't seen it yet, and I don't want to. <laughs> Well, I love those WandaVision spoilers. <laughs> I already finished the episode. So. <laughs> like I said, we'll we'll talk we'll we'll talk about one about WandaVision and uh, you know we won't give out any any spoilers. But what is I mean, uh, overall? Go ahead. What does everybody think about the show? I think it's um, me personally. I think this is I'm enjoying it, but I think this is as close as we're going to get to the House of M as. Mm. as yeah, I was hoping for maybe, maybe down the line we get it, but I think, especially after last week's episode, this is as close as we're going to get to the House of M, which is kind of sad, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm excited going forward. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I, I think uh, it's, I don't know, I think it's sort of a adventurous on, on Marvel's part. Um, it, it, it definitely started off sort of weird. Um, you know, I, I'm going to say, you know, my wife, she's real particular, especially, you know, even when we're watching, you know, Marvel movies or shows or anything like that. But, you know, it's it's definitely a sort of a weird slow burner at first. And, you know, I yeah. you know, I watched it. I sort of liked the quirkiness of it. And um, I knew it eventually it was going to sort of lead to some other things. But um, how, how do you feel about, you know, the, I guess, the, the television old school television aspect is sort of leading into what it is now. What what does everybody think about that? Um, <laughs> or who, at, whoever wants to answer that. <laughs> at, at first, when I started watching it, you know, it's black and white. It has that 1940s, 1950s feel to it. I'm just like, should I be watching this show? Because none of this is speaking to me right now. I mean, I only... I mean, there's only one black person, and she wasn't even supposed to be there. So I was just like, okay, like, mm. and then it kind of had that little uh, bewitched feel to it, and then it's just slowly built up to what it is now in episode six or yeah. Uh, but I was just like, I don't know where it's gonna go at first. And then when you watched any of the promos before episode like three came out, you're just kind of like, I don't know where this is going. You know, it's kind of like Daredevil, like it's super slow and you're just like where are you going with this <laughs> should i be following this around does this speak to me or not i don't know yet maybe i'll keep watching maybe i won't but i, I still kept watching because i was like i'm just too curious <laughs> uh what, what do you think lonzo uh i i really dug it it's it's funny because um uh watching wandavision i was i was kind of moved to kind of dig out some of the uh the older stuff that kind of leads into it uh like uh, lee was talking about house of them right, mm -hmm. uh, and then Avengers disassembled, uh, but then I even went back to the uh, marriage of Scarlet Witch and Vision in the comics, mm -hmm. which is this really kind of funky, weird uh, annual, they were called Giant Size uh, at that point, I think it's Giant Size Avengers number four, mm -hmm. uh, where Mantis, uh, who um, you know, the, the casual Marvel viewer will know from the Guardians of the Galaxy second movie, uh, marries a ghost uh, of a former <laughs> villain, and then Vision and Scarlet Witch also have to get married. And it's this weird, funky, very 70s 
it feels like it was done in a pinch. I don't want to mind read from from the creators involved at the time, but um, <laughs> and so it's funny to me that like that's now getting pulled into this high budget, really high production value uh, TV show. Uh, but it's I I like that they're kind of embracing a lot of Marvel history, kind of uh, uh, like we're talking about. You know, I don't want to work in too many spoilers but again if you haven't seen the up to the first five episodes i'm sorry but i'm going to talk about some of that <laughs> stuff right i like that we're finally i like that we're already expanding on monica rambeau uh who for my money is the best captain marvel you can fight me on that um and i love that we've got monica at like um clearly stepping into a prominent role you know uh, they're not they're not doing all of this to just you know, uh, put her back into, you know, uh, hideaway after the series is done. Um, mm -hmm. I love that we're getting, we're almost getting uh, Wanda and the Scarlet Witch, um, I mean, uh, Wanda as a Scarlet Witch and Vision uh, and the process of trauma. But then we're also getting kind of like sneakily this kind of like amazing origin story with Monica processing her own trauma and stepping into this uh, hero's role. Uh, and, um, God bless that, because I love uh, Monica Rambeau, uh, one of my favorite Avengers, uh, one of the Avengers' best leaders. I'm gonna step off my my soapbox now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about what about you, Lauren? Uh, I was gonna say that, like JD at the beginning, I was just like, "What is this?" I felt personally attacked that I spent my time watching this. It was like <laughs> I love Lucy, but I didn't know what I was supposed to be laughing at. So I have to say I haven't gone back to it. I watched the first two drops, and I'm in the middle of rewatching Game of Thrones. So I'm like, I'm going back to Game of Thrones and some action pack. So I'm inspired, yeah, y'all. I'm gonna go back and watch it tonight <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, see, I'm a, I'm a I love slow burns. So when it when it started off sort of weird anyway, I was like, I, I'm gonna like this. My wife didn't like it. She was like, Nope, I'm I'm not. I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> But I was like, okay, I, I like how it's going, and uh, I you know I like the the build up. Definitely, you know, it, it. I don't know. I think it's sort of one of those weird shows. It's definitely not for everyone, but I think it does play. You know, it it puts in a lot of little nuggets in there, uh, especially with a lot of history. Uh, like I said, I love you know even with you know the episode thing, episode six with the Halloween special. You know, they brought back the the old school, um, you know, costumes, and for for whatever reason, I, I thought they looked cool. In, in comic in the comic and i see them on, on live i'm like oh my god it's like, <laughs> like i'm glad they didn't come out with avengers and stuff like in the 1990s or something like it had been brutal you know what luke cage did that type of homage to comics and he just looked at himself he's like wearing the headband and that weird yellow thing he goes sweet jesus you know <laughs> and I'm like looking at himself i'm like that's exactly what i'm thinking right now like who thought it who thought of putting this black man into this costume during the comic book time and i was like oh my gosh like and then i was i was so glad they went away from that <laughs> for the series so like yeah i feel you on that <laughs> Yeah, it, it's sort of just weird. It's it's one of those where man, it looks great in in comic book form, but when it gets out in real life, you know, it's I don't know if there's can anyone think of any I know what can anyone think of any um, character comic related that their costume has translated well into the movies. Um. We're not talking about recent comics, right? Re or, you know, like or New 52 or something, I, I mean, right? Yeah, we'll go recent. Uh, you know, I feel like uh, the, well, for the, you know, and I, oh, sorry, go ahead, Lee. I was just saying for the mm -hmm. most part, you know, 
other than the the padded armor, Captain America's costume I think is translated pretty well. Um, I did. I was I was a fan of uh, was it a Batrock the Leaper? I thought his costume was really cool on uh, Avengers Two, which I don't know if you guys saw that he's going to be a part of uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon show coming up, which I'm excited for that. Um, other than that, I guess um. Uh, I guess everyone's, you know, costume has been fine. The one that I was disappointed with was Crossbones. And uh, I was like, where's the muscle t-shirt gold mask? <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, I think maybe, right, because I, I feel like starting, I guess, with um, with the X-Men film in 2000, right, the kind of first modern, uh, you know, no, uh, I'll take a step back, right? Because uh, I want to give respect to to Blade and in, in the Blade movies. But Blade's costume was always street level anyway, so it's a little, yes. you know, Blade is so good, right? Um, you know, but starting with the X Men, I feel like they started to solve it in terms of approaching it. I think from a little bit more of a Blade street level armor as opposed to just spandex type of uh, type of look. Uh, but I will say I feel like Christopher Reeve's uh, original 1978 Superman costume still holds up pretty well, uh, yeah. especially compared to, say, Batman, uh, Batman uh, 66, right, or uh, some of the Shazam TV show stuff, you know, anything like that. Um, <laughs> so uh, props to Superman for, I mean, that's now 40, 43 years ago, you know? Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, it's, uh, it's, all, it's a lot of WandaVision-level uh, uh, cringeworthiness at times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw that vision. I saw that vision uh, uniform. I was like, oh, Lord. I thought it was the coolest one in, in like, just in comics. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I saw it on just on the episode. I was like, oh, my Lord, this is horrible. But, I mean, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's funny. When uh, when JD said, uh, you know, she's talking about when Luke Cage put the original costume, I was like, oh, they did the costume. They did the costume. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what what uh, what about you, Lauren? What do you what do you think? What's been uh, a a character that you feel like is translated well? I mean, I'm actually newer in the comic realm, so I can't speak speak historically to costumes like with expertise. But I've always thought that they did pretty pretty good. Like, I think Wonder Woman's costume, from the bit I've been reading of modern comics, like to me, it seems pretty spot on to her newer armor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do like, like the I do like Wonder that Wonder Woman. Woman. Fan, so maybe I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, Deadpool's been pretty straight on with his yeah, with his. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty no complaints there. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go into. Uh, well, okay. How about? Um, is there any movies that you're looking forward to? Uh, more to I'm looking forward to, to movies. Period. <laughs> yes, this is the year. It's yeah. the year of the movies. <laughs> is there is there one? And I'll let everybody. You know, uh, we'll go down the line. What, what's what's one or two movies you looking forward to? Well, we'll go. We'll start with you. Uh, matter of fact, we'll start with uh, Lauren. We'll go across. Uh, gonna, Lauren, what's what's a movie? I heard Lee say Mortal Kombat. I mean, they dropped the trailer uh, yesterday. We got a new cover art. I mean, I'm just so pumped for this movie. The cast looks incredible. Um, and they just gave us so many gold mines of just references to like I think they're gonna stay pretty true to the games. So like I'm really looking forward to to what they do with the characters and with modern you know CGI. It looks like it's gonna be really cool. Yeah, 
what, what about you, Lonzo? Um, so I think uh, right now I'm really actually looking forward to uh, Doctor Strange and the uh, Multiverse of Madness uh, because initially they said um, it's really exciting this movie is going to tie into WandaVision uh, and this is before WandaVision comes out and I was like uh, okay that's cool right like I'm, okay like everything ties into something else right like you know I'm going to have lunch and that ties into what I had for breakfast and you know con <laughs> congratulations right but after watching WandaVision uh, and I feel like I have a lot of trust in what they're doing with WandaVision uh, and now the fact that they're going to kind of pull some of those threads and kind of keep them going uh, is making me excited for Doctor Strange. Uh, that said, I'm also excited uh, for uh, Black Widow, because I, I think right at this point, uh, we've been in quarantine for about 30 years. Uh, I think Scarlett Johansson is 80 years old, so it's going to be fun to see her uh, when she was young again. <laughs> <laughs> young. Yeah. What about you, J.D.? Um, same thing, Mortal Kombat, because the original, there was a teaser, like, years ago, and it had Michael Jai White in it, and I was like, oh, I can't wait for any Michael Jai White movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, because he actually didn't do the stunts. Um, or Jerry Ryan in it and whatnot, but then now we have this new one, I'm like, can't wait. Um, I just got the, the newer Mortal Kombat just so I could be like, all right, I'm so on it. But, um, the, another movie, besides Dr. Strange, besides Black Widow, I'm looking forward to is actually uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten, uh, Ten Rings. Um, and so that's kind of in line with the Doctor Strange area too. Um, but yeah, those, I, a lot of Marvel stuff, right? Because <laughs> the DC stuff is like, I'm not looking forward to that Schneider's cut thing. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't great the first time. So I don't know how the second one's going to be better if it's longer. Like, I don't, no, I'm not going to look forward to that. And, yeah. So. <laughs> well, what what about you, Lee? Uh, well, I say I'm looking forward to to the Mortal Kombat. You know, if you're as old as I am, you saw the original, you know, film, which I've I enjoyed. <laughs> I, um, I still, yeah, I, say, I still watch it. You know, and I love it. You know, um, and <laughs> it, it, you know, you know what? It's because I'm old. <laughs> but um, lady, I am looking forward to the Snyder cut of justice league um i enjoyed the first one you know i get crap all the time on my little facebook group of how trashy it was but me personally i'm just a fan of of comics you know period so it was cool to see the the trinity on on screen you know um there are little things that could have been done but like i said uh zach snyder had the thing go down with his daughter so he wasn't able to complete um his version of it and of course josh whedon comes in who's a marvel guy i think he sabotaged it you know that's <laughs> i don't know if anyone that sabotaged justice league <laughs> yeah, i don't know that, all those dc movies mm, i don't know they're kind of questionable yeah, right now <laughs> and I'm, I'm a marvel guy you know i love you know anything marvel um but like i said i'm you know when i when i was uh a a, a a fighter, you know, my nickname was Lee Doomsday Pope. So Doomsday, you know, was my favorite, <laughs> my favorite villain. And of course, so that was Good probably deal. one of my complaints from Justice League. I was like, oh, why they do Doomsday like that? You know, that's not Doomsday. But other than that, I've enjoyed the DC movies. Um, I know that they're not going to retain Snyder after the after this. Um, so 
I guess uh, we'll just have to see going forward. I think with uh, Flashpoint coming out, I just shared something earlier about the Supergirl has been cast for uh, the Flash movie. Um, so I'm excited about this. Hopefully, um, you know, we can see something going forward. And I always say that DC can, can get away with, you know, putting out, I guess, in other people's opinion, trash things because they can always go back. <laughs> hey, it's multiverse. You know, that's what happened to that one. We can start over again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Batman, Batman movie stuff, you know, Batman suit with nipples. Like, I'm like, I'm cool with that. Like, you know, part of me wants to touch him, but the part of me is like, I don't want to see that from the comics, like, come to life on the, on the screen, yeah, you know? I was I like, that's kind of weird. Like, this was, this is going to look great when it, <laughs> when it, <laughs> I know, like, no, it was so comical. I was like, oh my gosh, what is, this is not Batman, you yeah. know? Yeah, but I'm a big Batman fan, so I'm still DC. I still like DC, <laughs> but especially after Wonder Woman coming out, I was, this year, I was like, what are you doing to our DC heroes? Like, come on, I know you can do better than this. Can we get some? You guys did like that before? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love 1984, but for me, like I said, I grew up watching the Wonder Woman TV show. So for me, it was like a two and a half hour episode of the TV show that I grew up watching. So that's why I enjoyed it. You know, it was that nostalgia feel for me. I can see <laughs> that. I can see that. You know, the the DC, like all the TV shows, like especially on the CW, they try to do those homages to like mm -hmm. those shows by bringing them back. So they brought in um, a former Supergirl. They brought in former, former Lois Lane. They brought in a, a former... Uh, who was it? Terry Hatcher, who was from uh, uh, Lois and Clark, <laughs> from the 90s oh, wow. show or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they brought in Dean Kay. They brought in a lot of people from the past oh, into, into the in. CW like, shows, like Arrowverse shows. And oh, so yeah. you're just looking at them like, hold on, that's Linda Carter right there. She's playing <laughs> as the president. Like, what? For real? Like, I was like, okay. So every episode, I'm like, when they throw out somebody, I'm just like, okay, oh, what? The Flash? We have, we have this dude from the he was in the original Flash back in the day. Like, I was like, oh, he plays the dad. Okay. You know, so it's, like, really cool to see, like, still have those homages. Like, you know, those people that formerly played them come back and be part of it. So that's pretty cool. So do you feel like with DC, do you feel like they're doing a better job? Man, like I said, anyone could sort of answer this. Uh, do you feel like they're doing a better job with their um, TV shows and cartoons as compared to movies? And why is that? That is a loaded question for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the animated shows, they're 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 kicking ass on the animated shows. I'm steadily. I just finished a uh, Constantine City of Demons uh, this morning, and it's it's awesome. You know, um, and they like said Marvel has gotten the the cinematic side of it, but Marvel's animated, I think, suck. Yeah. <laughs> but DCs are just spot on everything. I've I think I so I finished Constantine this morning. I finished uh the Deathstroke one last night and it was great, you know. I'll probably go back and watch it again. Yeah. Now, cuz I I'm always sort of I'm I guess when when people get signed on for different movies or, or shows or whatnot, like even more of the the writers and producers, uh do you feel like with and i know marvel they they've got their i mean they've got x amount of creative control obviously they're sort of owned by disney so you can only go so far 
but uh, with, with DC, um, do you feel like they, they got the right cradle th- uh, directors or, or producers or, or anyone that's sort of leading that um, as, as opposed to maybe the, their cartoons and TV shows, which are you know, pretty, pretty well, uh, well produced? Um, do you feel like there's some kind of um, gap somewhere with that? I mean, I, and I said, I'm not, I, I, I'm not the expert on it. Maybe Alongo, Lauren, maybe y'all, y'all can figure that out. Um, what, what do you <laughs> think about that? <laughs> I mean, I, I would guess, you know, I don't have the insider information, but uh, I would agree with Lee that the, uh, the TV shows, the, the animation uh, generally are, I would say like, you know, at the same level, if not higher than Marvel stuff uh, on that plane. Uh, I don't know that anyone would um, disagree that Marvel as a whole does better in the movies. And I think it has to do with the fact that they started late to the idea of a a kind of collective uh, continuity for all their films uh, and and then had to really kind of push from behind uh, and try to speed things through uh, faster to get to where Marvel was, right? Uh, I feel like if they were given more time and again i don't know if uh this is just my reading but it feels like it it feels like they could have done with more time and it feels like people involved wanted more time to kind of slowly build up their universe the way that marvel had dc obviously has as rich uh a universe as marvel does in the comics uh and it would have been kind of really awesome to see them slowly build that up um instead of be like uh, Batman's fighting Superman, and here's Wonder Woman, and we got Doomsday, except it's not really Doomsday, and then we're going to go with the Justice League, right? You know, it's like the way that instead we had Iron Man, then we had Captain America, we had Hulk, we have this kind of slow build up to the Avengers, right? Um, so it, feel, it feels, uh, in a best case scenario, it feels inorganic in terms of uh, the kind of building up of things. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think, Lauren? with the whole DC Marvel has always been that it felt like DC was trying to be Marvel and they wanted to get the big cast and have the big production and to me DC needs to stick to what DC does which is great storytelling like give us some great stories with your great characters that we all already love so I I think it comes down to writing I'm not sure who's writing but it seems like they're trying to be too like cinematic and not just being what DC is and telling true DC stories. So that's 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 it. I I, I totally agree with that. We've we've had discussions on that. DC is more story-driven where Marvel is (laughs) bam, bam, in your face. Impact, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it also depends on what network they are because let's say, for example, DC. You have a lot of the Arrowverse shows on CW, but they're kind of PC, you know? And then you have the shows like on HBO, like for example, I know Watchmen, the TV series isn't the Watchmen, the comic, but it's still Watchmen from DC Comics uh, based off of that. And so I think it depends, like you said, on the writers, but also the showrunners and then, you know, picking a right cast and everything like that. But, um, you know, that Watchmen series on HBO was awesome, you know, and, but it's still a DC show, you know, based off a DC comic. Um, and then you have Teen Titans, which you can watch on HBO too, um, but it's not on CW, it's not PC. And there are so many things like, and if you go away from that, like you have Doom Patrol and these other ones coming out um, or that have come out, like it really depends on what network they come out and that networks like 
the ability to be creative in those networks, whether they're producers, writers, showrunners, or whoever. Um, but yeah, you're gonna get like something that's watered down on CW because it's supposed to be for PG 18 or 14 or whatever. And then you have, you know, something at HBO where someone's head gets cut off and you're just like, oh, okay, that just happened right now, you know? Yeah. And then you go and then you go to the animation. DC's animation has really been picking up. Like sometimes mm. I've watched um, most, a lot of almost everything that's come out from DC that's animation. And some of it is very, very graphic to the point I'm just like, cause I watched, you know, I grew up in the nineties and stuff and I was just like, I'm aging myself, I'm sorry. But like, <laughs> I was just like, like that versus now, like they're the same characters that I remember watching, but, or, or reading about, but now you're just like, holy crap, I did not expect someone to get like Lance like that or or something like that or, you know, Batman have guns or something. Like, you're just like, who are these people? Like, why are they like that? But it's like, at the same time, like, this is really cool because now I'm an adult, you know, <laughs> I can take adult things, you know? So I was like, okay, this is perfect. So sometimes it really depends on like what network and how they're going to be put out versus not just the writers, the show, you know, showrunners and that. Yeah, I think you you just brought up a a, a really great point, JD. I, I think the just the 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 I guess the channel. I mean, depending on where it's at, you know, obviously like Hulu, uh, Amazon, um, you know, Netflix, uh, HBO. You know, they're they're able to get away, or, or I think have they they're giving these creators more uh, more freedom to to really sort of express um, certain scenes or or just flesh out characters um completely different from you know the cw uh you know and it is what it is like i said i i think uh i think some of the shows on cw fits for the show i don't i wouldn't want to see a graphic star girl or you know or you know super girl go crazy or something like that I, I don't know it just i like i think those shows sort of fit the 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 overall brand of cw but i do think you got some some characters like uh, definitely like Doom Patrol, Watchmen. That Watchmen series from HBO was I had to, I had to sort of watch it again because it's it's crazy. Uh, it's it's great, but uh, uh, but I think a lot of those characters, I think DC's have, I think they have a a wealth of characters that they can use for other um, other channels and other avenues that I, I think would really do well. You really couldn't, you know, especially with Doom Patrol, Constantine, uh, a lot of those darker characters. Like you can't. Yeah. Uh, you can't water them down. Um, <laughs> green arrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you're talking about Teen Titans, and I was when when Teen Titans first came out, I gave that show such crap. I was like, oh my god, that looks absolutely <laughs> awful. I was like, well, oh my god, what if they do to Starfire? Who who is this? Why these boy look like a douchebag, whatever. <laughs> And, uh, and I started watching it, and I was like, holy crap, this is really, really good. <laughs> Sucks you in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. I will take plant, take foot, stick in mouth, you know? <laughs> uh, well, we'll keep going here. Um, well, as far, well, I, I guess on my end, movie-wise, uh, definitely Mortal Kombat, definitely waiting on that. Uh, Black Widow, been waiting on that for about two years. Um <laughs> So and then um, I'm actually looking because I've always been a, a a fan of the Matrix. I'm actually waiting, can't wait for uh, Matrix Four to come out. Uh, definitely, I I like to see how they how they do this one. And uh, so those are the moves I'm definitely um, definitely waiting on. See how they see how they do. 
I'm uh, gonna be a total nerd for saying this, but Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, I'm pretty yeah, pissed about course. this. Yes. Come on. Yes. Come on. Of we get course. a big Kong. <laughs> Give me a big Kong in 2021. That's what I need. That's the energy I need. <laughs> as long as not like that, those other Godzilla movies with the when Ken Watanabe was in there, and he's like, I was just like, oh please. Like I, I lived in Japan for a long time, so I like, listened to this guy like, no, they always say that. Like no one say that. Like what the hell? Like. Why crap this in this? Like I'm just like, oh my god! Like, I can't believe this movie. But this, I like the CG and I like seeing you know Godzilla because I have actual original like books from Japan that are about like how Godzilla was created. All the characters that are in Godzilla, like it's all Japanese. I can read some Japanese, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get this book. And I had someone actually who did illustrations and concept work for Godzilla from Japan actually signing. He was looking at me like, why do you have this book here? <laughs> But yeah, I am super excited about that movie. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll go down through who who okay winner between between Kong and, and Godzilla. We'll go down the line uh, and explain your reason why. Uh, Lauren, we'll start with you. Uh, Kong or Zilla? I'm definitely going with the Kong because he's almost 300 feet tall in this one, if not more. So he's going to be pretty equally sized. And in the trailer, he actually has a weapon that can deflect. Godzilla's fire blast. So I think he's going to have a one up on this one. All right. What, what, uh, what about you, Lonzo? Uh, I'm going with uh, Godzilla on this one. Uh, it's atomic breath uh, and atomic scales and atomic tail uh, versus uh, poop throwing. So. Uh, <laughs> 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 what, about, what about you, JD? Uh, I'm going to go, actually, I'm, I'm with Lauren because, uh, you know, the opposable, you know, I'm not opposable thumbs, but they're thumbs, you know, so like, <laughs> you know, you can pick up anything like Rampage that like, ah, you know, at least, you know, you know, you get, like these kind of like arms don't really do that much. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Lee, what about you? Uh, Kong or Zilla? I'm going Kong, man. He's a... Uh... Of course, you know, he showed in uh, Skull Island that, you know, <laughs> his ability to, to make a weapon and, and use it, you know, so that right there in itself and the fact that he's a monkey, so I'm going to go he's smarter, you know, um, there was this, I don't know if you guys remember, if you saw Godzilla, how he, you know, called everyone, called all the monsters to come to him, um, but they say, and it was it was said that Godzilla heard that call and he chose to ignore it. So, you know, he's like, okay, if he can ignore the king of all the other monsters, just say, you know, screw this, I'm not going. So there's definitely see definitely some smarts there that we haven't seen yet. So I'm going with, with the with the king. He probably looked up but like, not for me. <laughs> Ain't no chicken over there. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> he's got it. <laughs> yeah, he's got it. If he die, well, you know, I'll be around still, you know. <laughs> but you can call. <laughs> um, you know what? I man, that's a tough one. Honestly, I'm gonna have to go with Godzilla. Um for for whatever reason, this <laughs> he finds a way to win. I don't you know, it's just one of those he didn't got you know beat up a few times and you know, it's just, uh, he just come, he just keeps coming, keeps coming. He figures out a way, you know, uh, even between the, the first and second movies, um, you know, he just found ways to win. I, I think Kong, I think Kong was definitely smarter than him. I think he's a little bit more agile. 
uh, probably a little bit more adaptable. Um, but right now, until someone knocks Godzilla down for the count and is down, I'm, I'm going to go with him. <laughs> if you, uh, but in the last movie, he gets knocked down the whole movie. No, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> it's like without humans, he would be gone. I know, but he got he cheats, man. He got human yeah. to help him out. He got the military to help yeah, him the, out. The human, yeah. humans build him out. <laughs> I know. King Kong, like, mm, I'm just going to pick you up and just toss you somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, he may, <laughs> I think he may have the human side. Uh, when when they whenever they fight again, I think I think the uh, the monarch or whoever, I think they may have learned from this last encounter in the second uh, Godzilla movie and be like, okay, we're gonna aid him uh, in this situation. So I think I think the humans got Godzilla's back. Uh, cheated, cheated. That is so, cheated. That is Kong. so cheated. So Kong, like cutting in a bunch of people. Come on now. They just gotta shoot Kong a couple times until Godzilla gets back up, and then he can he can he can throw some atomic blast on him. But I. I got, I'm going with Godzilla on this one. That's. <laughs> uh, see, I, now I was looking at this. They they showed they, in the uh, the clip where you know Lauren, where you were talking about the weapon, they circled in on it, and it looks to be one of Godzilla's back hands <laughs> torn off and torn and made ah, into. That it. makes sense. That that's makes sense. So, <laughs> that makes sense. Rip so he's already, yeah, already that's, that's cool. So you know, <laughs> only you would go out and find like. Is it part of his body? And that's how he can deflect it, like right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll put this out. I'll put this little uh, this little battle scenario out for everybody that's um, that's watching. Uh, who wins between Godzilla and uh, Kong? The king. Remember, <laughs> apes have really are really strong, really strong. So imagine how many feet was that? How many feet was he? <laughs> Three over three hundred. I think that's three hundred feet so of a monkey, like yeah. strength. <laughs> well, how, how big is Godzilla? I don't know. I'd measure him. They're going to be around the same size in this one. I, I'd have to Google it because he's in. Though, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Godzilla. Yeah, he he's sort of shaky at times. He don't. He's got short arms, and he don't know what the you know. <laughs> he has no. He's got a large neck, so he just. <laughs> <laughs> But if if, if, the, if humans can keep shooting him and just hold him down, Godzilla can get a hold of. Him. Wait, if you watch the old school like the Japanese like Godzilla movies and stuff, oh, oh my yeah. god, they're hilarious to watch. You know, it's a person in a suit, and you're just like, oh, I wonder if he. And they said he had to get out of it every like 15 minutes because it gets so overheated that <laughs> that you're just like, yeah, you gotta get out of that suit, man. You gonna die from heat stroke, just like. I was like, man, it's so funny to watch those. And then now to see everything CG. So I kind of miss the old ones because they're so corny and just funny or just like, oh, yeah, it's a guy. <laughs> I used to love watching the old ones all the time. I, I, I loved, yeah. loved it. Um, well, we'll go I to the next little segment here because we'll keep talking about Godzilla versus Kong forever. <laughs> uh, so we'll go into um, comic books. Uh, is there, what's what's the last good, comic book that you've read um lauren i'll let you answer that first um well the tmnt last ronin just came out the second issue yesterday and i'm a huge teenage mutant ninja turtle fan so i love to hear it i'm not going to spoil who the last ronin is because <laughs> it's been a point of conversation for the past year between all of us that knew this was coming 
Um, but it's nice to see a darker side of just something that is so nostalgic and kind of childhood in my mind. And now you really get to see the depth of the characters and the depth of the connection of the brothers and Splinter. And yeah, it's just a great um, kind of tribute to the, the true characters outside of just the funniness that we kind of all associate with them. So I would highly recommend checking that out. Yeah. Um, what about you, JD? Um, well, I've actually been reading a lot of uh, more manga or Japanese comics. Um, so I, because I've been restarting my collection, but I guess we do regular comics like American comics and stuff. I guess you do that. Um, <laughs> one of them that I actually went back to reread was something called Blackjack by Alex Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really cool because I'm I'm actually gonna start a like a black comics like show on YouTube. So I, I've been going back and reading a lot of black comics, and this one's like a I want to say detective, but it's a kind of like a nor like a new nor type of comics. Very short, uh, very cool. I guess if I did do manga or Japanese comics, it would be Jujutsu Kaisen, which is a supernatural one which is really cool. It talks about curses and little fighting curses. So anyone says that kind of comics, I'm all for it. <laughs> Wait, uh, what about you, Lee? Um, it's been a while. I'm stuck. Uh, I've been reading the on my Warhammer novels. Uh, uh, you, remember how girl, you remember how girls were in love with Twilight? You know, yeah. That's how Unfortunately. I am with Warhammer. Uh, I am just simply obsessed with anything Warhammer. I don't even play the tabletop game. I just love the books. I was about to ask, like, do you have the miniatures or not? Because that's no, I don't have the miniatures. I'm sorry. The, the, book, oh my, the books, oh my god, are just ama- amazing. Um, I just dis- and I just discovered audio books like two weeks ago. So now I'm at work listening to Warhammer audio. <laughs> get with you. But uh, I, I did get through. I I, I came across a. Uh, uh, my collection of uh, Evil Ernie comics. So that was probably the last collection of, that I started reading, which I don't know if you guys know Evil Ernie. Yeah, I'm um, no, Evil Ernie, Lady Death. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, not for the weak at heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's old school right there. Uh, oh, yeah. Lana, what about what about you? What's the last, I know you have a, a, a wealth of um, books. What's the last good book you've read? So so I've got, I've got props here for uh, what, <laughs> I want to read them. <laughs> I'll, I'll split it up into our uh, into our uh, sections because I think right now we're focusing on on Western stuff. Um, so uh, I always like to to bring recommendations, right, and kind of what I'm reading. Um, so with my with with my my judging responsibilities, uh, which uh, as a sidebar, I feel like the universe it feels like uh, the universe getting its um, revenge, right? I feel like twelve year old me uh, cracking open comics for the first time was like. This is it. I want to do nothing but read comics when I'm an adult. This is all I want to do. And now it's like Comic-Con was like, hey, you got your wish. And I'm like, no, 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 not now. I've got a mortgage. I've got children. I don't have time. Yeah. And they're like, no, now is the time. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so uh, the first one is a YA graphic novel, uh, Snapdragon. Uh, it is uh, phenomenal. It's by Cat uh, uh, Leia. Uh, it is, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's got magic, uh, it's got, uh, trans representation, it's got, uh, a protagonist of color, it's got supporting characters of color, uh, it's got, uh, 
animal ghosts it is amazing i'm halfway through uh i'm in love with it um it is so good um the next one moving in the opposite direction is an archival collection it's called paramus um it is written by uh juan sasturian uh the art is by alberto brescia uh it is um it's kind of a, a combination of the magical realism that you might find in Gabriel Garcia Marquez, if anyone yeah. remembers high school and read yes. the book, right? Hundred uh, Years of Solitude. Yeah. So, uh, and in <laughs> fact, JD, uh, he literally the character, one of the characters in this is Gabriel Garcia Marquez. He's in book four. Yay! Okay, I'm so thinking. Uh, of this it's book. so good. Uh, uh, and it's that mixed with the dystopianism of 1984, Brave New World. Uh, because a lot of it takes place That's during Argentina's Dirty War. Uh, spoilers, uh, that was America's fault. <laughs> so uh, it's a really great read. Uh, the art is light years ahead of its time, uh, even in uh, the early 80s. I'll just give you guys, uh, it's kind of uh, collage meets uh, black and white illustration uh, meets, you know, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful work. Um, fantastic stuff. Uh, that was a hard read, uh, just because it's kind of dark, but it's beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, and then the last one, amazing in a different way, uh, is Mr. Invincible. Uh, I just okay. finished this one yesterday. Uh, it is translated from French, um, and it is uh, fourth world breaking in a way that uh, you rarely see. Uh, for example, the character knows he's in a comic, uh, and that's his superpower, is he can break uh, break the comic borders. So wow. <laughs> um, oh, I recommend wow. this uh, for what any artist up? out there because uh, this will kind of reshape how you might approach things. Uh, for example, here you see in the bottom the bottom row of panels, he's actually shooting a gun upward to stop the criminal in the higher tier. <laughs> right. uh, oh, uh, I have to check that one out. Oh, it's so good. I, I can't recommend this enough, Lee. Uh, it is, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's fairly short. Uh, it's right uh, what they uh, in Europe call an album, ninety six pages. Um, so so good. Mr. Invincible. Uh, and then on the more mainstream front, I'm really digging um, um, Tom King and Mitch Jared and Doc Shaner's uh, Strange Adventures uh, about Adam Strange, um, uh, set in the DC universe, of course. And after, after things like his Vision miniseries, which we didn't even talk about, kind of had an influence on the TV show, uh, and then Mr. Miracle from a couple of years ago, uh, I almost feel like Tom King, at least with his miniseries work, is kind of becoming the Meryl Streep of comics, where it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is really great. Strange Adventures is fantastic. Um, the overall theme so far seems to be one of trauma, um, sacrifices that are made to like keep families intact. I think that's what he's going for. Uh, it's it's going to need a reread when the whole thing's done. It's on issue I think eight of twelve right now, so you know things can change. But oh nice, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to check out that. Uh, what was it? You said it was Mister Mister Invincible. Uh, Mister Invincible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would. I was not uh, paid to plug this uh, book, but I will take sponsorship for looking. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think mine uh, last couple of things. I, I've sort of been engrossed with uh, the, uh, the the House of X 
um, series. Um, I, from a illustration and design standpoint, I love all the elements in there, and it sort of helps me out as far as like even with things I'm trying to develop with my, uh, you know, with my book. Like I like how they did certain design elements and how things were branded out and and um, illustration wise, it was it was beautiful. Um, so I love that. I love that series. I like how that's probably the best, one of the best X Men storylines that I've 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 read um, in a while. Um, I've actually switched over now to um, to the King of King and Black series uh, crossover event with Marvel. Um, definitely dark. Uh, it's got you know Venom as the you know one of the main characters in that in that story and and his son for anyone that doesn't know. Um, so definitely going a darker darker turn. Um, and uh, so that's it, that's been an inter interesting read. Um, those those are probably the ones I've I've sort of read. I, I keep going back to the uh, to that House of X and sort of you know reading that whole. They actually just finished the, the X of Swords storyline, and that was that was cool. That was. I think how they depicted Apocalypse. Um, if anyone don't know, you know the mutant uh, character been a villain for for decades, but or I guess uh, yeah, probably decades. But um, I like how they depicted him and his his story and why he is the way he is. And uh, I think fleshing that out a little bit more was was pretty cool. Um, but those are, uh, and I'm sure I'm probably missing some other other things. But that, that's what I've been reading right now. So. Um, so we'll. Uh, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw another shameless plug of my sponsors. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so commercial break. <laughs> um, going back to some great sponsors of mine. Um, still going with panels. Um, like I said, if before COVID, definitely I was up there, and like I said, uh, Alonzo has been one of my, my one of my guests on the um, on the podcast. So um, like I said, panels was pretty much where I was recording that obviously with COVID I had to switch things up but I always give out uh, a lot of you know shout outs to panels they've been you know great for me and and uh, definitely want to support local businesses and coffee shops um, not only in the Oceanside area, uh, area but but everywhere so support your local comic book shops uh, support small businesses support your your local coffee shops so um, yeah panels um here in Oceanside, uh, you mentioned the podcast, you mentioned the Creative Brew, and you're in the area, you get 10% off your next purchase. So books, coffee, anything. So just mention the podcast, you get 10% off. Um, so definitely want to give them a, a quick little shout out. But now we are actually going to go into um, the uh, the anime portion here. And I, like I said, I'm not the biggest um, expert. That's why I have the experts here for that. And um, I was I was very, very, very strategic with that. Um, <laughs> but uh, anime, what is a, and I'll start with you, Lauren, what's, what's a good, uh, what's the last good anime that you've watched or maybe something you would recommend? Um, I'm going to choose a couple. No, I'm going to take all of them. <laughs> I'm a big anime fan, so I could really spill these out here, but um, I would say Demon Slayer. We're in season yes. one right now. And it just pulls out your heartstrings. It has everything you want, um, fight scenes, but really just like a deep love story. And this time it's between family, which is just really hits, really hits home for me. Um, so I would highly re recommend that. It's only in the first season, so it's easy to jump into. And um, another season one that we're still waiting for season two is Promised Neverland, and it's on Netflix. Both of these are on Netflix, and 
Um, Promised Neverland is kind of a different type of anime than I'd ever really entered into before because it's really innocent on the front end. Um, kind of backstory, it's about these children that they're at an orphanage and it comes to find out that this orphanage is not what you think it is. And it kind of delves into their whole story and like them trying to get out of the situation and um, just really ends on a huge literal cliffhanger. <laughs> so I'm really pumped to see what they come out for season two. So I think those are good just if you want to jump in and like kind of start a season fresh because I know it's really intimidating. Some of these anime have like... <laughs> nine seasons and you're like how am I gonna get through all of this like one piece I don't even know how I'm gonna ever touch that <laughs> <But> <laughs> one day I say in my retirement I'll start watching one piece so <laughs> so yeah Demon Slayer and uh, Promise Neverland are some good anime to start that's really fresh out there um and what about you JD um Demon Slayer definitely I already watched the first season I'm uh, collecting the manga too um but the movie is supposed to come out this year so uh and we'll have a sub dub so um so that's what i'm looking forward to uh i'm watching currently uh jujutsu kaisen this one right here so this one's really cool um really cool at uh fight fight scenes in it and animation um and i think also kind of delved a little bit into like like people's emotions, like how how things become like curses um, in the human world, I guess. And so what is being human? What is not being human, you know, kind of thing. Um, and then you have a kid, like kids, I should say, they always, shonen ones, the boys ones, they always get stuck with high, these high school or younger people. And I'm just like, okay, can we have something that's like for us, like for, for adults, but you know, I still watch it. Um, <laughs> And then uh, Fire Force, uh, they already finished their uh, the last season, but um, and haven't come out with new episodes yet on Crunchyroll. But uh, that one's definitely not for kids. And then um, the other one that I'm watching that is uh, World Trigger. Um, I don't know if it, those of you that, that read manga or anything, but uh, that's been out for a while. The original seasons came out years and years ago, and they just started the second season uh, last last year. So. So it was really cool to see that uh, toy animation. I mean, there was a lot of problems with it. I was like, please don't let second season be like season one and be like, oh, what is wrong with this animation where y'all don't even do any close-ups that are like fights, like, woo, things fast happening, you know? And then like season two was just like, oh no, we learned from that. And I'm like, oh, thank God, you know? So uh, that one's really cool. And again, these are all more shonen types of, um, uh, anime and manga. Um, I know that there's going to be like Fruits Basket coming out, which is more shoujo or girls, um, and just some other stuff coming out. Um, but I am currently watching something more of a throwback, uh, Cannon Busters, which is uh, it's actually more like a black anime, actually. So, um, and it's on Netflix. And so they just have season one out right now. And um, it's kind of like this future, like, western feel to it the black people so i was just like okay i can watch that there's robots in it and everything there's you know robots and like you know like these little gundam ish kind of scenes in it and stuff so and i actually met uh when i used to work for anime 3000 they're actually the creator of canon busters is american actually came on to one of our podcasts so it see like 10 15 years down the line <laughs> aging myself again um uh, to have his stuff actually turn to anime and 
in Japan. So dreams do come true. <laughs> I love. I, I watched the first episode of Ken and Buster's. That was that was pretty cool. Um, I like the whole vibe of that uh that whole show. That's, that's a good one. Both of y'all, uh, Lauren and JB, you said Demon Slayer, and I was, I'm gonna, me, I'm still an old school, don't, don't judge me, I, for, I still watch Dragon Ball Super, that's my, <laughs> that's my, okay, so yeah, yeah no, don't, don't judge <laughs> me <it>. yet, <laughs> and there's gonna be something that goes past that, so yeah, we're just waiting for it, but I keep, I keep scrolling past Demon Slayer, and I'm like, I'm gonna check that out one day, I'm gonna check that out, but both of you recommend, so I'll, I'll watch that, I'll check that out. If you cry, please tell us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, I'm a crier. I'm gonna tell you now. I, I, I will tell you. Um, what, about, what, <laughs> what about you, Lonzo? Uh, so I'll focus on uh, manga because uh, I am uh, doing nothing but reading in my free time right now. Uh, literally, uh, for Christmas, my wife got me a bunch of books uh, without pictures. You know, the <laughs> the novel kind. Uh, I've been a uh, music plug. I've been really into um, uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, kind of prog, pop, uh, vocalist, Kate Bush. Um, I'm using her as an influence for a graphic novel I'm working on. Uh, and my wife got me a whole stack of books, uh, which I, uh, on one hand, loved. And then on the other hand, I was like, you're sabotaging me. I have so much to read for Comic-Con. Uh, so I'm not even <laughs> barely watching TV. Uh, but the manga that I am reading right now um, one, uh, that I really recommend, uh, it's a, um, a little known, um, even in Japan, uh, mangaka or kind of, uh, manga creator, uh, Kuniko Surita. Uh, she did a lot of work in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Um, and, uh, her work is collected for the first time, uh, into English, uh, in a collection by Drawn and Quarterly. It's called The Sky is Blue with a Single Cloud. Mm. Uh, we were just talking, well, I was just talking about Paramus. Uh, I read this after after Paramus, uh, going in not knowing um, really anything about uh, Kuniko, uh, and uh, I thought the sky is blue with a single cloud. Uh, that sounds uh, really beautiful. Uh, it sounds uh, kind of pastoral and you know like a a nature based comic. Um, just um, a, a spoiler alert: uh, that single cloud uh, is a mushroom cloud. Uh, so. Uh, uh, you know, so uh, it, it's not an uplifting uh, necessarily collection of manga, uh, but it's uh, absolutely phenomenal. And to have uh, manga artists translated into English for the first time is always always a great thing. Um, uh, a uh, manga uh, artist who needs no introduction, uh, Taiyo Matsumoto, uh, uh, creator of uh, Tekken Concrete, uh, who uh, American audiences will know for the manga and anime. Uh, his uh, recent book, uh, there's two volumes out, uh, Ping Pong. Um, it is uh, the most hardcore uh, manga I've ever read about a tabletop sport um, <laughs> or any paddle sport. And this is coming from someone that played uh, badminton in high school. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, I know all about uh, biases against, uh, you know, racket sports that are seen as kind of slow and for old people. Uh, this was absolutely amazing. Uh, and it led me backwards to his last work, which is um, maybe could not be any more different. Uh, it's Cats of the Louvre. Uh, it is uh, a series of stories of cats, and it's set in the Louvre uh, in, um, right, in, in Paris. Uh, beautiful collection of stories. 
Uh, and uh, I want to use this book just to highlight one thing, uh, one direction I'm hoping America moves in next. I don't know if you guys can see on the back. It says Louvre Editions. Uh, and this is because um, in Europe uh, and Asia, uh, America is still growing. They understand the artistry of the comic art form, whether we're talking manga, bandes dessinée, comics, you know, it's all, all the same, uh, you know, all the same pot for me. Um, and uh, the Louvre edition is the Louvre basically reaches out to different art forms and is like, hey, we want you to feature the Louvre and what you do and we'll help fund, uh, fund this. Right, uh, and so this amazing manga collection, which I think won the Eisner Award for best uh, manga collection last year, um, was like, hey, yeah, well, what if we do stories about the cats and they're in the Louvre? And the Louvre was like, we love it. <laughs> so uh, it's amazing. I can't recommend it enough. It's beautiful. Oh, nice. Good picks. Um, Lee, what about you? Okay, does the 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 new Transformers episode on Netflix does that count as anime? I guess, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would say I would ask that. That's for the experts. I would say I would say it's anime. I would. Oh. <laughs> Lauren and JD might. <laughs> because yeah. you know Transformers. I don't know. It's gone through so many iterations, and Americans have also taken it with uh, Beast Wars and stuff. So it's kind of like I, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm like I'm like on tell you know. I'm all I, I keep like I, said, I keep seeing Demon Slayer, so I will definitely check it out. But at least I'm more into um, the last one I watched was the the classic Ninja Scroll. Um, there is um, uh, Appleseed, um, Vampire Hunter D, Fist of the North Star. Those are what you know. Maybe it's just me. Sorry, Quantel, I can't get into Dragon Ball Z. Oh. <laughs> You're not the only one. But now that I'm like 41, I was like, all I did was scream for three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, wait a minute, your hair just turned per per you know, purple know, now. What's I, going on? All, <laughs> you know, and everyone keeps telling me I need to watch the what is it, the Dragon Ball Super. I got into it and I think I gave it like 10 minutes. It's like, nope, nope, can't do it. And uh, so then it's like, okay, you need to try Attack on Titan. I gave it 20 minutes. Just, nah, not for me. I'm, I'll stick with my old school uh, Vampire Hunter D, uh, 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 Akira. That, that's, that's my stuff. Trigon, you know, there we go. <laughs> the old school stuff. The classic. Oh, yeah, old school. I do, well, they, I do they love do, Vampire Hunter D. They do have newer, um, what's it called? Ghost in the Shell stuff, though. You like Ghost in the Shell. I love Ghost. I haven't seen the newer stuff, but I'll definitely... It's still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> On Netflix. Too. Bring you to the century, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Demon Slayer, okay, that's on my list. I'm, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to check that out, and I'm going to come back to you, uh, JD and Lauren, with a review. Of, yeah. of we want to hear too. it. Yeah. And if I we saw that something like tears came out or something. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll draw a picture. I'll draw a quick little illustration with with me tearing up. If it'll be a meme, right? It's it like watching Demon Slayer. I'm gonna do it manga style too. I'm gonna draw a little illustration with the 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 big teardrop coming down and the sad sad doggy uh, there. But yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Uh, I, I think it's probably a good show. Uh, I, one P, uh, One Punch Man, I thought was pretty cool. So that is my show. Have they come <laughs> up with so the second funny. season on it? 
Oh, they didn't put it on Netflix yet. It's it's on Amazon Prime though, but it's dubbed. No. I don't really like watching dub stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I watched one episode of One Punch Man, and I was I was laughing. I was like, "Wow, is this <laughs> is this how uh, is this, you can't beat him, my man?" <laughs> but then he looks so dopey. I love that. It's like the, yeah. the contradiction of this big dope, and then he's like the biggest bad <laughs> out dome. there. Big dome too. <laughs> <laughs> It's always the, it's always the quiet ones that get get you. I was I was I was pleasantly surprised about one punch man. I was like, oh crap, this is actually pretty good. Why does anyone think this guy can will lose to Goku? I mean, come on now. <laughs> you know what? My younger brother came in and he's a big Dragon Ball whatever, right? So he's like, let's watch Dragon Ball Super. I'm like, okay, all right, this is like the third time watching it. And then like, oh, all right, yeah, it's the territory or Granada, whatever. And, it, and then he's like, no, it's amazing. I was like, okay, let me show you One Punch Man. And we sat and watched the first episode, watched the second episode, watched the third episode. Then we just watched the whole first season in one sitting. And I was just like, all right, so One Punch Man season two is coming out soon. And he's just like, oh, I can't wait. And then he's just like, all right, back to Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, um, no, no, can we, can we just pass on that right now? <laughs> Well, I just put that out for the audience. Goku versus One Punch Man. Who wins? Who wins that little battle royale there? Wait, uh, there's an animation of this. I think there's an animation of this, actually. There's someone did a fan animation of this. Let me find it. I'll put a link in the chat. But I know there's a Goku versus, not Goku, uh, One Punch Man versus Superman animation. So mm. I think I've seen that one. Seen a late, big debate. If you hadn't seen Dragon Ball Super, you don't. You, you hadn't seen Goku go uh, Ultra Instinct. I, I think if uh, I did, actually, I, I, I fast forwarded just to see <laughs> everyone was talking about it, and I was still like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think at Ultra Instinct, I think I think he he may give One Punch Man a, a run for his money, possibly, but I, I'm not sure on that. I agree. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we'll go down. Um, like I said, we are hitting the uh, the one hour uh, section. Like I said, I don't want to take too much more of your time. Unless I want to stay for another hour. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're all nerds. I all day. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep this as concise as possible here. Uh, so we'll, we'll go into a uh, maybe like a super. I wanted to add this in um, before we, we get down to the last little segment of the, of the episode. But um, we'll, we'll do a, I'm still trying to figure out the name of this. I, I don't want to say Royal Rumble because I don't want to get sued or anything, but uh, maybe some kind of uh, the, the crate, Cradle Brew mashup. And we'll, it's pretty much going to pit uh, characters against each other. And um, this is, we'll go with vil uh, villains right now. We're not going to go with heroes. Um, this is across the board. You can pick between comics, anime, manga, doesn't matter. In a Fight for it all. Give me three bad guys that you would have on your side, and we'll we'll go with that. So this is just villains only. If you if you had to, you know, if, if it was a fight for it all, who are the three bad guys you would you would want to have your back? Mm. Mm. Oh so man! Anyone, whoever wants to answer that first, can can go with that. Can I just do my one at a time? Because I'm like, let me. I have one. That's fine. Uh, you can go one at a time if you want to. Perfectly fine. But you gotta have you. You'll, you. You have to have three. But you can go one at a time. Uh, I would pick villain wise. JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Dio. <laughs> He's pretty badass. I think. Yeah. 
Oh, Lee, if you were into like the whole old school classic anime, you should watch Judges Bizarre Adventures too. That one's really Judges good. Bizarre Adventures. <laughs> yeah, it's actually based off of the older manga anime that's from that time period that you like. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, recommendation for Lee, my village. <laughs> Am I supposed to add something to it? Yeah, anybody else, like uh, anybody else, who, who's a we'll go with we'll go with you, Lauren. What's a who's a, who's a a villain? So I only have I only have two of my squad so far, but okay. I have Beerus from Dragon Ball Z because he's the god of destruction. So I mean, that's come true. On. <laughs> you know, bring it. I got the god of destruction on my side, so. <laughs> and then Thanos, because come on, Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. Can I add that? <laughs> No, wait, no, we can't. We can't <laughs> Look at everything. Look at like, I everything. Come at me. If any gauntlet is is off the is off the board. Uh, you didn't stipulate that in the beginning, okay? He's back on the bench. He's back on the bench. There is no rule or loophole here. Okay, Are they giving their like anything extra, or is it just base base villain? Yeah, yep. All right. We didn't clarify. We didn't clarify. He's still badass, though, Lauren. I know. I know. But you know, I just wanted to be unbeatable. You know. <laughs> Here's one of my 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 things about Thanos is, and and I think this goes back to how uh, Jim Starlin, his creator, wrote him. Uh, uh, Jim Starlin, uh, like myself, grew up Catholic, uh, and like myself, grew up with a a lot of issues about that later in life. Uh, <laughs> and I think he wrote Thanos uh, as a villain that. Uh, out of, I don't know if you want to call it guilt or shame, always finds a way to kind of leave it open for him to be defeated, right? He always finds a way to defeat himself. Um, and so I'm going with Darkseid uh, over uh, on my team instead of Thanos, because Darkseid doesn't have none of that shit. Uh, Darkseid yeah. doesn't <laughs> kill the universe, right? I just want to, I just want to destroy everything. So, uh, and then uh, Doctor Doom, uh, because uh, there's not a more uh, 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 there's not a more uh, conniving uh, sneaky bitch in the in the Marvel universe uh, than Doctor Doom, right? Uh, this is a man that talks about honor, uh, but uh, what matters uh, most to him is winning, uh, and he's going to find a way to win, right? Uh, uh, going back to our earlier conversation, he's like the Godzilla to, to everyone else. Uh, King Kong, he doesn't care about cheating. <laughs> Number three still up in the air. That'll figure out. All right, Lee. Who, who do you have, Lee? Who do you who do you have in your in your lineup right now? Well, dark side's been taken and Thanos has been taken, so that, that's, right. that's really uh, <laughs> All right, uh, I will go, of course, and then I'll just have to go. My my ace in the hole will be Doomsday. <clears throat> you know, he's uh, can he evolve instant instant evolution? You know, and you can't kill him the same way uh, twice. So, you know, he'll be my first one. Uh, my second one, I would have to go Superman Prime. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Superman Prime. <clears throat> yeah, that might be a game. Yeah, Superman Prime. And it's funny, I'm a Marvel guy, but my guys are DC, so. <laughs> <laughs> Make better villains. Yeah, <laughs> might be a little too soft. Uh, besides, you know, well, Dr. Doom, he'll figure out a way to get in and sneak around. That I, I, I love Dr. Mafek. I, Dr. Doom was part of my group till you took him. Um, the reason why I loved him because I, I loved the way he took the uh, power from the uh, Beyonder in the Secret Wars. Yeah. Only Dr. Doom could figure out a way to, to do that. 
So that was <laughs> that was why I was I was gonna have him on my team. You took him, so I'm gonna have to figure out who who I gotta I gotta go to my to my my B team now. Oh, uh, I have I have one. <laughs> I would like I I guess it's kind of weird how you viewed him, but I would love to have Mr. Manhattan from The Watchmen Ooh. on my team. Yeah, because he pretty he can pretty create life. <laughs> he can be like I don't care about this, but I'm somewhere else in a different time. Like. <laughs> I know what's going to happen before and after. Like, come on. Like, I would love Mr. Manhattan, especially the Watchmen, Mr. Uh, Watchmen, the series, TV series, Mr. Manhattan. So. Oh, yeah, he was tough. Yep. Um, so is he a villain or a hero? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be a discussion for another episode. That, that, that depends he can break it down. I'm like, you could have stopped that bullet from killing that pregnant lady. Bullet, he did but- <laughs> you know, like there's so many things. There. Ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> DC though, DC. Here we go. Um, as far as <sighs> one of one of the people in my group, um, since Doctor Doom is taken, Dark Dark Seed was taken, Thanos is taken. Um, I am gonna have to go with, uh, and I I had oh, I'm I'm gonna have to throw Galactus in. Um, I was thinking of them too. So I would argue not a villain. Right? Marvel has established that uh, Phoenix represents life and uh, death represents death, of course, and Galactus represents change. So yeah. um, he's a force of nature. Uh, but it, it depends on how he's perceived, yes, too. That's so. true. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to get him like, really, really hungry. Yeah, <laughs> he's angry. Angry Galactus. Yeah, I need. Yeah, I need angry Galactus. That's that's who I need on my team right now. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, who else did I? Oh, I'm I'm going with DC for some odd reason. Um, I'm going with the um, the the Batman that laughs. The Batman who laughs. Oh. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going with him. Okay. From the metal series. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So right now I got Galactus, the 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 Batman who laughs, and I'm up to think of my third one. Oh, I have one more. All right. Mephisto. Oh, good one. Because he's in, okay, if you're in more than two comic book series or whatever as the villain still, and you're a demon, like, um, <laughs> I think you're pretty high level, you know? And demons don't, like, die easily. They're like, ha-ha, I ran from hell, so <laughs> there's nothing new with that. Like, you know, I can get out of it and deal with her, whatever, you know? Oh, you're gonna send me to space? Guess what? Demons can exist in space, too! Like, I was like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you just need one of those, those evildoers that are just like, I just don't really die. It's like matter. Like, it doesn't just disappear. It just changes, right? So, so I think Mephisto is a really good, you know, villain because he's in just multiple comic book universes and, you know, all that stuff. I would pick him too. Okay, now, I'm, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kick Galactus off the board right now. He <laughs> <laughs> has some good arguments. I'm. I'm gonna throw him off the board, and I'm. I'm bringing in King the Con- Conqueror. Oh, oh, oh yeah. So that's my two right now. That's who I'm bringing in right now. He was okay. out there. Like I was like, no, I was like, no one will pick Kang. You know? <laughs> I do dumb. At least I know I can go back and sort of warp time a little bit. Um. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna th- those are the two I'm gonna deal with right now and I'm I'm gonna figure out my my third wild card here. 
my my third one it's going to be uh, a little obscure uh but i'll i'll put the i'll put the link in the chat to the um it's not like some one off villain uh but uh it's a avengers uh villain his name is Korvac uh it's a 1970 oh. story uh, yes <laughs> he he never actually really uh lost to the avengers they kind of murdered him in cold blood uh at the end of the story it's kind of left open to interpretation um Homie's just trying to make the world a better place. <laughs> you just got to listen to him. Uh, uh, you know, he defeated the Avengers. Uh, he was able to hide himself from everyone's kind of mystic sense, whether you're the Avengers or the Guardians of the Galaxy or Doctor Strange. Um, uh, Korvac's, uh, where's, where it's at? Nice. And, uh, and I, speaking of Korvac, isn't he supposed to be in Captain Marvel 2? Uh, or oh, I thought they were yeah. trying to introduce him as one of the main characters or main villains in the next series of movies but i don't i don't know i don't know if it's gonna be him or kane that's gonna be the next uh, well kane is cast already so they were thinking kane <laughs> we're gonna put kane in um the the, the next ant-man movie yeah, yeah, yeah. We're putting kane and ant-man <clears throat> yeah uh, that my third one i will raise your your miss your mephisto and i will go trigon raven's father Okay. Oh, that's a good not, one. He's not, always not locked up in Raven. I'm going for yes. <laughs> yes, I'm with Lauren on that one. Yes, Lauren. <laughs> I said he's always up in like Trigon's rarely out except for in like Justice League Dark. Mm -hmm. He was like, I must get my daughter to pull me out of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> After seeing him and uh him go toe to toe with Dark Side in Apocalypse, I don't know if you guys saw the Apocalypse uh, Dark. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That thing that I was like, you know what, Trigon, Trigon, he's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was a really awesome scene. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna go anime for my third one. I don't know if any of you watched Berserk. It's a, uh -huh. it's a more yeah. darker anime. Um, but Griffith from it. Yeah. Um, That's just because one. he's so vindictive, like he's just pure evil, and like the deepest level to the people that he loves um and i feel like all of his demons would just fill the earth while you know all my other villains did the work so wait can i trade one of mine <laughs> yep, yep. put him on the bench yep. i i think i will put neo on the bench for jojo's bizarre adventures and ah i guess uh i guess now it's an anime and stuff but uh mortal kombat's wait I would pick him because he is the emperor or whatever of the outer world. Man, I, was, I, like that. I like that pick. He does have an yeah. army. So, yeah. He has an army and he's strong himself. And if you ever had to play against him in the game and you're not very good at playing Mortal Kombat, then you're going to get your <laughs> 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 Lost many battles. A lot, of, a lot of control. My, my brother knows a lot of uh, game control uh, consoles have been broken because of uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Um, let's see. We got a couple of, of people on the uh, in our audience here on the on the live on the live stream. Someone says Loki. Would you put Loki on your uh, on your on your team of villains in a in a all out battle royale? Would you put Loki on there? Uh, entertaining. No. <laughs> no, he's good you know, for the long game, but for something like a, a 
Yo, man. It's kind of like this <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yeah. Let me hide some stuff in the background. <laughs> that little that little hologram thing doesn't work so much. <laughs> um, let's see. What about someone mentioned? What about? That's actually a good pick. Um, what about Skeletor? That's a, a sort of an off pick, wild card possibly. Uh, Skeletor's gonna kill you with sass. I yeah, I know. <laughs> he sort of has that inner turmoil, like uh, like Thanos. Like he knows, you know, ultimately he's gonna lose. Um, yeah, yeah. Skeletor is a. Uh, I couldn't take him too seriously. And I feel like uh, the other teams are gonna be motivated because no one's gonna want to lose to a, a skeleton-faced man uh, not wearing pants. <laughs> come on put on some pants at least before you fight me <laughs> for a second i thought you were talking about like like lucha libre or something like that like you know and i was like nope nope they were still thinking about comics and stuff we're still in that realm like <laughs> um, my third my actually my third pick uh and i i'm gonna put him in there is um uh his name is noel uh, they they're sort of introducing him in the King of Black. Uh, he is the god of the symbiotes. So Venom, uh, all the symbiotes, all the okay, dark god in the <laughs> in the Marvel universe comes from this creature. Uh, pretty. Can he turn anyone into a symbiote? Yeah, that's what he's been doing. Yeah, that's uh, pretty scary. So, <laughs> you know, he's got he's got a hold of a lot of the characters and and. And he just them. turns all of our villains into his villains. <laughs> you're a symbiote, and you're a symbiote, and you're a symbiote, and you're Carnage, and you're Venom. <laughs> He's actually got a symbiote celestial right now um, that's causing havoc right now. Um, so I, I'm going to put Noel in in my in my last pick. I got to look at uh, this creature. It's speaking gone. of symbiotes, um, you know that uh, um, the, the, the next Thor movie, was it Love and Thunder? Coming out, well, the villain is uh, Gore, the God Butcher. Oh, wow. And, and he he goes back, you know, way further than Asgard, and his main weapon was a symbiote. So I thought that was kind of cool that that shows just how far the symbiotes, which yeah. in turn, if they're bringing in, because if they're going to stick with the, with the comics, then his weapon will be the symbiote, which will that and might will that be like an open door for Venom to maybe come in, you know, further on down the line, maybe sooner than later, introducing Venom into the MCU. Oh yeah, just, I that, yeah, I think that's gonna be a good. Uh, I think that'd be a good lead in. I mean, even <laughs> introducing you know Venom Carnage, uh, you know, and uh, heck, even introducing uh, Noel because from the way. And the, the way the comic books are playing out, you know, Noel knows of, you know, uh, Thor, Asgard, Odin. He's been around for a while, so he knows, you know, he he knows all the the beings in the Marvel universe. And so, yeah, I, I, I honestly, with that one, I think that could lead into some other other things, which I hope they do. So, so I got my three. I got my three. So who? So is everybody? So Lauren, you got you got one more, or you got your you got your your three? I have my three. All right, JD, you got Beerus. Yeah. I have my three. Okay. Lady, you got Yeah, I've got my three. All right. Uh and Lonzo, do you have your three? Nope. All right. Uh put make sure you, you put your uh picks in the um in the in the chat box. Cause I'm a I'm gonna do a little poll 
um, after we get done, and I'm gonna put out everybody's uh, group and see who see who wins that that little battle royale, and uh, see if I can get the the results of that, you know, like next week or something like that. So so make sure you put your put your picks in there, so you got your team, and then uh, I'll I'll put that out um, later on. Uh, so we got that that little super brew mashup i'm still that's beta I'm, I'm gonna figure out what the name of that is but um now going down to the, our last little segment um i always uh ask a creative tip from from all my guests and i think it's something that sort of helps me out uh and i think helps our audience out but i love getting tips from from everyone because i think it sort of um helps me as far as a uh, you know as a designer as a creator and um so yeah if you've got uh, a creative tip or tips for our audience will uh, fire away. So we'll start with Lauren first. Um, what is a creative tip for our audience? Think for a second. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind is I think often when we're creating, we think about ourselves and we kind of get stuck in our bubble of us and um, just really coming back to your why and coming back to other people has really gotten me out of a lot of creative ruts because we get so caught up in the daily tasks of what we need to do and but when we come back to why we're doing it that's where our power lies so my creative tip would just be whenever you're feeling overwhelmed or uninspired to really just go back to like what your purpose is and why you're doing what you're doing and and to look outward to look at the people around you and the people that you're serving and just be inspired by them. Like that. Uh, JD, what about you? I'm still thinking. Can, can, can oh, I pass? Sorry, I'm pass. Sorry. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> <laughs> a creative tip for our audience. Uh, my creative tip would be um, no matter, you know, how silly your idea, you know, may think, how me, how, no, see how, no matter how silly your idea may be to you, there is always someone out there that might think that your idea is the greatest thing ever. So don't let, you know, little things, you know, bother you. Just uh, keep pushing forward, put your ideas on paper and just put it out there. Like that. I'm, I'm slowly but surely um, taking that advice is just to go, just go with your yeah. number. Just go with it. And that's me giving advice that I don't take myself, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm trying to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll slowly come around. It'll come around. It, it, you'll get it. Um, Alonzo, you know, I've asked you this before. What is a creative tip or tips for our audience? Uh, lately, one of the big things I've been kind of pushing with my students is uh, don't compare yourself to other creators, right? And that sounds kind of wishy-washy, right? Like, you're fine. You're great. You know, don't compare it to yourself. But... I, I mean that in a very kind of practical way, right? Like, because your growth is only going to come from looking at what you do well and uh, and getting better at that, right? So it's not like you're, what you're doing is fine. What you're doing might not be fine. What you're doing might be crap, <laughs> right? But uh, the way to get better at that isn't by going like, uh, what's Jim Lee doing? What, uh, what's this creator doing? Uh, I'm not there. It's, it's where you were yesterday and where you want to be and pushing in that direction, right? How can you get better in your own direction uh, and not 
not not worrying about what other people do, are doing uh, in their own kind of creative endeavors. That's great. That's that's a good one. Good one. Um, JD, we're coming back around to you. Uh, I know. Oh, says some great things. <laughs> Uh, I guess as a creative, we don't really think about it too much, but become more business savvy because whether you're doing a drawing for a friend, which is a commission or doing a, a big, getting a commission from the city, you know, you need to be more business savvy. That means creating invoices. That means knowing where your money's going, whether it's buying supplies like brushes or even equipment or anything like that. Just being business savvy so that you can get your next supplies, you know where your money's going or coming in, and you do know what's going on with your with your own art, like art business-wise. So being creative isn't just putting out, you know, work, it's also getting something for it, you're getting paid for it. So, so just remember that being more business savvy is also very practical in the art and art artisan world. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that is a huge. That's a good one. That's an episode yeah, of future, very good one. Uh, podcast because yeah, that's I think that's been the resounding theme from uh, just from a lot of creators that that may message me or, or talk to me and they're trying to get their stuff out or trying to get that first client is you know just being business savvy and and making yourself marketable and and wanting you know just putting your thing you know putting yourself out you know learning how to do invoices learning how to you know create business cards learning how to you know I think. A lot of artists don't want to be salesy, but you could be the best artist on the planet. If no one knows you, then, you know, it's just you're not going to get that project. So, um, yeah, I, I think that that that's definitely for a for a future topic. So that's a good that's a good tip. Um, man, I guess I, I, I guess we got to go to me. And he needs himself. Everyone else's was perfectly fine. I'm going to go with that. Um, my creative tip is, uh, I think, something that I personally, for me, uh, it's been a resounding theme, is um, just be consistent. And it just comes down to just um, getting up, sh showing up, and, and doing the work. You know, it's not going to be the best um, all the time. And I actually um, use the... Um, San Antonio Spurs is one of my favorite NBA teams. Um, they don't win championships all the time, but they they're there. They're in competition. You know, they're in the opportunity to get to the playoffs to potentially play for a championship. So you're not going to be your best all the time. If I could, if I could be as a creator, as an entrepreneur, if I could be 85%, you know, just showing up and doing good work, then that's my job. I'm, I'm not now. It might be one one day where I may hate. I may feel great. I may you know, get a new client or I may put out some work that I really love. Sometimes, actually a lot of times, it's going to be work to be like, you know, it, it's, it's good. You know, it, you know, the, the client is pleased, um, you know, they're paying me, you know, it's going to be those, it's going to be those kind of days. Um, so it's just one of those where you just, you just want to show up, just be consistent, um, just put yourself in the opportunity in order to, you know, the platform to, to get those bigger opportunities. So, um, you know, if you're, you know, doing work, you know, Monday, and then you don't do anything for a month, um, then, you know, you just, I, I think from that aspect, you just, um, it's, it's going to be hard for you to, to really show up and really just be ready for your opportunities, because your opportunities, could, they can come from anywhere. And if you're not prepared for it, if you're not ready for it, then 
um, it's, it's going to be tough and it's going to be very, uh, you know, it's one of those where you just don't want to be regretful about it. So um, always be consistent, just be ready to show up and, um, you know, look for those, look for those opportunities every day. So, um, well, other than that, um, oh, and then last thing, um, please put out any kind of your, your brand events, anything that's going on. Um, this would be the last little, little segment uh, for our show before we sign off, but um, we'll start with you, Lauren. Um, tell a little bit about Nerd Life, what it is, and um, how can people buy your merch? Thank you. Um, we're on all platforms, NRD for the number LYF. And I think, yes, we sell merchandise, and this is one of them. We like to highlight artists in the community and just really put their work on plot on different merchandise for people to buy and that's kind of what we do as a business side of things but what we're really about is celebrating art and celebrating being different and so i would love for you guys to check us out but more than anything i just want everyone to feel inspired by who they are as an individual because your authenticity is your power and we really believe that at nerd life so come check us out um we have some cool merch coming up for the new Snyder Cut. So that will be dropping sometime next week. And we're going to be doing a couple watch parties for all these really cool movies coming up that we've been talking about, namely Mortal Kombat, Godzilla, Zack Snyder Cut, Matrix. So come check us out, Nerd for Life. And you can buy our merch at nerdforlife.com. JD, what do you got going on? So next Friday, uh, February 26th, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, we're going to have the Black Nerds Expo. It's the first time we're doing it virtually. It's our third year having this event. It's basically like a small Black Comic-Con, but it's not just comics. It's also art, books, video games, and then science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, or STEM. Uh, we have a lot of different things going on. We have presentations by different people in the industry. We have uh, we have NiFi Studios where they're going to do a presentation on uh, Black Wild Gaming. We have uh, Nerd on the Street. We have uh, Christina Steens who does the Oh Hey Steens um, uh, comic strip, which is syndicated uh, in, from Philly, and then. Uh, we have Anthony D. Mays, who's from, who's a Google software engineer, very popular. And, um, and then we also have contests. We have a cosplay contest, an art contest, and we also have a short essay nerd contest. And so we have, and then you can also interact with people and everything's online. So you don't have to be in California or on the, East, or on the West Coast. You can see it from anywhere. Um, but we also, and I'm going to put this link in the chat as well. Uh, we also have a lot of exhibitors. Um, a lot of it is focused on blackness in these, in pop culture and all these other, um, like art and comic books and things like that. But we do welcome folks who want to be part of the exhibit, uh, the virtual exhibition hall to actually put in the application soon because we're going to close it. And it's just a free virtual booth so that people can come and see what work or what things that they can you um so that so we like to support small businesses big businesses any business really that are within like the, the whole pop culture area and whatnot um so if you're interested just go to blacknerdsexpo.com and that's where you're going to see everything everything's going to be on there on friday <laughs> nice nice like i said i'm putting all these out on my 
on our uh, live stream here. So everybody's um, links, Black, Black Nerds Expo, uh, nerdforlife.com. I'm putting those out right now. So, uh, and then Lonzo, what, what do you have going on with Little Fish? Uh, so, you know, usually about now we'd start prepping for, you know, convention season. That's obviously not happening physically, but uh, things like the uh, Black Nerds Expo, uh, which is fantastic, uh, is happening. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con will be happening uh, in some degree or another. WonderCon's coming up. Um, so we're, we're prepping panels and kind of appearances uh, at that kind of thing. Uh, and then uh, locally here in San Diego, uh, I would uh, urge everyone... Um, uh, tuning in to um, uh, pay attention to the start of One Book, One San Diego, which is when uh, next month you can start selecting novels, uh, which uh, for those of you that don't know, novels are comics without pictures. It's weird. They still make those. Um, <laughs> but I know, right? Weird, you know. Um, but uh, you can select novels or graphic novels that you want to see spotlighted as the book of San Diego coming up. Um, so please take advantage. Um, you can't be angry about your vote if you don't vote. So vote for uh, uh, a book that represents San Diego uh, and that speaks to you. Uh, we are heavily involved in that. Hopefully, uh, as spring and summer uh, opens up gingerly and slowly, we can do more public events. We've done uh, different uh, drink, and, uh, drink and draw events with KPBS, which have been a ton of fun, and hopefully we'll be able to share that stuff. Uh, you can stay tuned for uh, more info about that on our socials. We're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Okay. And make sure, and say, Lonzo, make sure you put that, that website too in the chat box so I can post that out on the, uh, on the live stream for everybody uh, so they can check that out too as well. So I know you, got, you usually have a lot on your, on your plate. So um, I, I definitely wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't want to be you, but um, I, I know you're, you're a busy man. So, um, Lee, what do you, what do you got? What do you got going on? What's, uh, what's sort of brewing in your little creative mind there? Honestly, I got really nothing going on except for trying to get through my little writing project. But I'll, I will say that being on this panel with you guys has really like, I guess shown that there are other creative minds out there that, that, uh, that do get their stuff out there. So it's shown me that I don't have any excuse not to get, you know, my, my message out there. So I just want to say personally, thank you guys for, for being here on this panel. Um, uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to stay in touch with, with all you guys, me personally, uh, especially you, Mr. Little Fish. You're become one of my favorite people now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lee, and Lee, and Lee's an aspiring, he's an aspiring uh, writer. So he's got, he's, he sent me some, some ideals on, on things for for movies and books and stuff so definitely someone you you know uh lonzo you ever get a chance to you know chat with with lee there so it's a new contact and you know he's lee's likewise is always looking for um some some inspiration or maybe some guidance uh with what what he's doing so he's a very very creative talent so um yeah. but uh other than that hey this is this is it for this this first little series of the i'm gonna call us the revengers we're the revengers no, uh, <laughs> I got the guns right here, ready for you. No, no. <laughs> and and I, my I, know they, they, I get this all the time. Everybody thinks I'm I'm Michael J. White, and 
I've, I've had I've had a lot of instances where milk it. People have come up come up to me thinking I'm Michael J. White asking for an autograph, and um, it's sort of funny. I'm like, one day I'm just gonna be like, yes, I'm a stunt double. Yes, here I'm. Funny. Milk it. Make yeah, some yeah. money. <laughs> I started doing a doing a reaction uh reaction uh, videos on YouTube next. <laughs> yeah. <Do a> cameo. My podcast one day. Uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Be cool. Um, well, like I said, once again, it's been um, great with me, Lauren, JD, Lonzo, Lee. Um, like I said, I put out information on uh, website links on, on everything they've got going on. So please um, support these uh, organizations, brands, businesses, um, aspiring creators, uh, please support them. And um, so, like I said, if you want to support the show, there's various ways of doing that. Uh, if you want to go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Cornell Langford, um, you can pretty much for the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get into a uh, membership and where I'm doing more of one-on-one um, consultation, doing coaching calls, um, doing some some sort of mindset, um, you know, little mindset blast, you know, helping a lot of creators, helping a lot of entrepreneurs. Plus, I'm doing some behind the scenes on some of my projects and um, just adding in. So, like I said, if you hadn't seen, I usually do a lot of coffee cup uh, artwork. And uh, so I'm doing more of the um, behind the scenes process on um, just posting it on there. So if you get a chance, and I'll put that in the show notes for anyone that, that wants to help support the creative brew, help the show, because there's a lot of things that I'm wanting to do. Uh, I definitely want to help the creative community. Uh, I want to help creators, entrepreneurs, and um, that's that's what I love to do. So as much as I love creating, I love sharing information, and I love uh, inspiring others and, and bringing on people to sort of promote and magnify what they're doing. So, um, But once again, thank you. This has been another awesome episode. Um, with me, Lauren, JD, Lonzo Lee, the Revengers. And once again, be creative, stay inspired. Thanks.